when you were saying, yeah, the, the cannabis work fulfills me, but it's maybe not my purpose or maybe there's more to it. And that's just such a good little frame there because our career doesn't always have to be our purpose, but we can weave our purpose into our life. And, you know, it's our soul doesn't know money-making. Our soul doesn't know capitalism. Our soul just knows this is really great. And also there's more. You're listening to the Everyday is a Breakthrough podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Hummel. I'm here to invite you into living your most alive and aligned life possible. On this podcast, I'll be holding the mirror for your deepest truths and desires and giving you the permission and the power to not only follow your dreams, but to walk with firm trust in all of who you are and everything that you do. So if you're somebody who's here to live out your life's purpose and you're the kind of person who gets after it no matter what, this show is for you and I hope that you get the absolute most out of listening. Hello, and welcome back to the Everyday is Breakthrough podcast. I'm so excited. I say that every time, but really, really pumped today. Um, I have Sam Sigalis Shaw on the show, and Sam is somebody who I have known for, oh my God, like a few years now. Um, we actually met, I think, through Instagram and, and started working together, and it's just been such a a journey. And let me read your bio really quick. I'm so excited to have you. Sam is a graphic designer in the cannabis industry. And she's also has a really exciting side journey that she's working on that we'll talk a little bit about in this episode. And we've worked together in one-on-one sessions, soulship, exponential alignment. I feel like even more. I don't even remember which one we've done first, but we've done like all the things all the time together. And it's just been really fun. And we haven't been in a container recently. So even it makes it so much better to be on this call with you, but welcome. Welcome to the show. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. It's really fun. And when we were on the pre-show, we were just talking because oftentimes in the beginning of the show, I talk about where we met and I'm actually in Vermont right now. And we didn't, really meet in Vermont. We met online, but we met through Vermont connections, which is pretty great. But I'm in Vermont. You're in Utah. Yeah. I'm in Salt Lake right now. You're home. And yeah, we, we were just trying to figure out how we connected through the interwebs. And I don't think we know. (laughs) No, I don't think we do. I feel like someone shared a story and that's how I was like, Oh, like, cool. And then I started following your work. And then I think when I went to your page, I saw how many mutual friends we had. And I was like, Oh, I'm surprised. I don't know you. Um, And then immediately once we started chatting and I showed interest in your work and working with you, I think that like friendship really blossomed as well as that coaching relationship as well. Yeah. Which is the best one to have. And it, it's so funny because Vermont's really like that way. You think, you know, everyone. And then I was just in um, Eugene, Oregon, a couple of weeks back. And all of these people were like, I went to university of Vermont. And I was like, Oh, cool. What year? And they're like the same year as you. I'm like, what major? The same one. I'm like, I've never seen you. I thought I, I, I thought I knew everyone. And this is actually just really hilarious because a little frame of how the mind does weird things. When I was in Vermont, I was like, I have to get out of here. I already know everyone. I've already exhausted every opportunity. Like I must move to California. And of course I didn't even know a fraction of the people who lived here. Right. (laughs) Funny how that works. Um, Cool. Well, let's, let's just kind of bring it all back to the beginning and then we'll go into, into what's going on now and what you're working on now. So I mentioned in your bio that you're a graphic designer in the cannabis industry and you're also working on this really exciting side journey. But when we met, when you first initially reached out to me, I don't, I think you might've gone right into one-on-one. You want to kind of share where you were at 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 that place in your life? Yeah. So when I first started working with you, I was living in Portland, Maine. Oh my God. 
And oh my I, God, we've, <laughs> I'm just remembering that I um, helped you write a letter to your landlord to get out of your like apartment. And this is so yeah. funny. This is, it's been a while. Okay. Sorry. It's been a while. Uh, but yeah, I was working for myself. I had created a freelance business and I really came to you and seeking for how do I attract more clients? Um, I think at the time I really only had one consistent client and that was Outer Limits Brewing. Shout outs, Vermont. Um, and they're actually going through some crazy flood rebuilding. Um, so sending so much love to that community right now. It's just cool to see how that their whole community is really coming to them. So where are they in Vermont? They're in Ludlow, which got hit one of the hardest. I think it was like Ludlow and Londonderry got slammed. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also just cool to see they're able to take all of their provisions and give it to the community and help feed, feed everybody. So um, very happy to be connected with an organization like that. Yeah. Um, but going back, they, they were my only consistent client. I started doing labels for them, um, which is, was a really great experience. But when I was talking to you, I was like, I, I want more from this. Um, and really just trying to figure out who I was as a designer. Um, there's, it's such a, flooded market there's so many beautiful creative people out in the world I was like how do I stand out how do I how do I embody who I am and make that into who I am as a designer um and that journey is always evolving but the work that we did really helped me get the groundwork to be where I am today yeah and it's so so good and really interesting too because we started working together because you had a this is going to be a fun conversation because I work with a lot of entrepreneurs but entrepreneurs is such a fluid category like it doesn't necessarily mean you have to own your own business today so we started working together when you had a freelance company you had one really solid client you wanted more everyone listening to this can probably relate because we're like always like want to do more want to expand and you are not doing that exact thing anymore. You actually transitioned to working for a really aligned company. And I, I want to sort of, if you want to share a little bit about what your experience was like going from, I mean, there's so many pieces in here, like to, to be able to decide, okay, I'm doing this thing right? I went to college. I wanted, did you want to be a freelance graphic designer when you were in college? I didn't. (laughs) I honestly, I wanted to do what I'm doing currently. And it took me to align to certain aspects of myself and to what I wanted to do, um, as well as letting the industry grow because it was so new being in the cannabis industry. Um, the year I graduated high school was the year it was legalized in Vermont. And that was just the start of so many states doing the same. Um, But I remember asking my advisor, like, where do you see me? Where Where should I apply? Like, who should I work under? And she was like, honestly, I know this isn't the answer you want to hear, but I see you doing your own thing. And that as a about to be thrown out into the world newly grad that was so intimidating so I was like what do you mean like like, yeah the words were just so hard to pull out and being like "Uh, okay like I guess this is what I'm gonna do I kept applying to places and it just wasn't working out so I eventually had to be like okay like I can do this and you know, starting a business, there was a lot of tripping and fumbling and just being like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I think that's where the seeking out the coaches and like working with you really came into play. And then working in soulship, hearing other people who were in my position, but like in further chapters of their business, I was like, okay, like, I'm not doing this wrong. This is just part of the process. Mm -hmm. 
That is so interesting. I did not realize that you asked your advisor, like, what should I do? And they were like, you should be an entrepreneur, which is really bold (laughs) advice for someone who wasn't planning on that. Really interesting, but kind of amazing. Like looking back on it because, and, and it, you know, that you are still in working on different entrepreneurial projects right now, but that's just really fascinating. And I love that you knew in college. So you knew that you wanted to work for a cannabis company doing graphic design. Yeah. Um, my internship was around it. I was able to create, I worked with Hedy Vermont, uh, that's based out of Burlington. Um, and I took a risk working for a company called Hedy Vermont. Like that was a, a hard thing to have on my resume oh, yeah. <laughs> that I felt not inhibited me, but it did gear me in the direction that I wanted to go in. Um, and it finally paid off. <laughs> mm. So it's so interesting how so often we know exactly what we want. And we're like, this is the thing. I mean, everybody listening can probably either relate to this or you will relate to this at some point on is that we know exactly what we want. And then we kind of get outside of ourselves a little bit, or we look at something else and then we get sidetracked away from our initial vision. And then it comes back and you're like, Oh yeah. Oh, it's really been so simple all along. This is really what I wanted to do. Yeah. And just like having this time to reflect back on my own career path, Everything that I did leading up to the point of getting my job at Calix was helpful and beneficial. Like I really got into the label business with Outer Limits and um, some other breweries in Maine and then just like marketing experience and trying to just like gain as much knowledge as I can. Once I came to Calix, that all came together and was like, oh, I've been doing this for years, mm-hmm. just not in this capacity and like it, in this structured way. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so amazing. I'm, I'm curious, what do you feel like there is so much on the journey from like there to there? I remember when you got that job and it just sort of landed for you, but for so long you were working toward building your freelance business and also really staying available for like the most aligned thing. I'm curious, like from your mindset in that space, like what you learned through that, like, what do you feel like the most valuable piece is that really allowed you to land into the job you have today? Yeah. What was that? Wow. That was a journey because I remember it was in that first EA that I had just moved to Utah. Mm. I lost a couple clients and just kind of the, the feeling of I'm going to make this work kind of started to dwindle and being with that group really allowed me to accept that it's okay that it didn't work out. And it doesn't mean that I'm not going to be able to do something like that in the future when it does make sense. But at the time, like it felt like I was walking upstream and I just needed to let go. (laughs) And there was so much to that. Like I put a lot of pressure on myself to perform and to be successful. And that means so many different things to so many different people. But I kept coming when I was in the darker part of that, I was like, I'm a failure. Like I, I couldn't make this work. And I tried so hard, mm-hmm. but then once I was able to let go of that idea, the first job that I found um, wasn't necessarily in the industry what I wanted, but it helped me build the confidence that I needed to get to the spot that I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working marketing, um, graphic design and marketing for a restaurant company up in Park City. And then it really wasn't until um, the sudden death of my father where I was like, you know, I need to do something that I want to do. So like 
the ebbs and flows of, okay, I'm letting go of something. I'm kind of making a sacrifice for just being able to pay rent and make sure that I can continue to live in a place that I want to live. And I really did go on a limb out here. I didn't know many people. Um, I was bridging these new communities together and I wanted to make that work. So I, I took that, like, I think it was 10 months to really just almost felt like germinating. Like I was in that underground seed kind of waiting it for it to pop and uh in a beautiful way my dad's death really opened that seed so I can sprout and um the first job I applied to was Calix Containers and I've been there since (laughs) it's so what I really hear from what you're saying of when you were in the thick of being in your business and for anyone listening, like it might be a business, it might be a relationship. It might be like something else in life, anything that you're like, Oh, like I want to make this work. I'm trying so hard. It's not working. But then there's this ego part of us. That's like, but, but you're a failure, but you have to keep going. Like you need to prove it to yourself. And then there's this part of you that's like, but it's not it. And I really truly think that one of the biggest things that really just messes up our whole lives is when we don't walk away from something that doesn't feel good and to be able to walk away from something that you not only had been working toward for years, but invested. I mean, I can only speak for our work, but like invested a fair amount of, you know, time, money into like support around it. You invested your time and money around a business, like years of your life. And just to go, well, I'm just going to do something else like in the same realm, but to be able to open yourself up to really going, this isn't it. I'm going to do something better. And then to look where that, look where you are now from that is so beautiful. And it's, um, you know, this kind of reminds me you're an outdoorsy person. So I'll just <laughs> say this. this is the first time this is coming to my mind, but I used to do backcountry snowboarding and in that uh, avalanche airy the avalanche rescue whatever test you have to get they they share about the most dangerous part of avalanches and there's like there's the weather that can be dangerous the snowpack can be dangerous i'm butchering this so if anyone's in a backcountry person don't quote me on this but the most dangerous thing is the human factor and it's our ego that when a human and if you're listening and you like have no idea what I'm saying, like backcountry snowboarding, you go into the mountains that's outside of a resort and you snowboard or ski and their avalanches can happen. And it's actually really dangerous and you have to know what you're doing. And the most dangerous thing is the human factor because you hike all the way up to the top of the mountain and you like get up there and your friends are there and you've like packed your lunch and you've planned it for months and then you get to the top. And you test out the snow and sometimes it's just not good to go or the weather is not good and it's actually dangerous. And what gets people is their ego goes, I worked so hard. I hiked all the way up here. I'm just going to do it. It's like the ego. And it literally in the back of snowboarding, like that kills people. It's the ego of like, I got all the way up here. I'm just going to show myself that I can get down. And it reminds me of, you know, this thing that we do in, in life or in business or in a relationship. You're like, I've put all this work into it. I'm just going to see it through. And sometimes you just have to walk down mm-hmm. and go like, this isn't it. This isn't for me. I'm not going to do it. And to that point, I mean, it puts others in danger too. Like if your friend wants to go and you get swept in that, that's their responsibility. And, you know, thinking about relationships when people just don't want to just let go yet, like yeah. it's, it's not just hurting you, it's hurting that other person or whoever else is involved in the business decision or anything else. It, it, it's a cool metaphor that you bring that up because I can see how it relates. Yeah. And then like on the other side of that is when you go, okay, this is unsafe. I'm going to take one for the team and we're going to walk down. Like you, that's good for everyone around you. You're like a leader. You literally help the people around you and same goes when you go, okay, this isn't working in my career path. I'm going to pivot. You get to, I mean, do so many amazing things from that 
place. So I, I wanted to frame that. And then you also in this, when you decided when this job opened up for you it was right after your father suddenly passed away. And that was such a, I mean, I'll let you sort of speak on what that was. I don't know how much you want to to talk about that or what you want to share about that experience. I mean, to have that moment and go, I'm going to, I'm going to do something else. Cause this isn't it like that moment in your life. Well, yeah. I mean, there's so much to this and that death was, it felt like a catapult. <laughs> mm. um, it was super sudden. He was 56 and had a heart attack. And I think it's important to talk about it. And this kind of also bridges into this side project that I'm doing of grief and how people deal with grief and how grief isn't talked about regularly in our society. And I, I do think it's coming out more just through maybe this is just because I'm gearing my social media to have more of it present in my life. But I've, me and my family have gone through, I think it's seven deaths within the last eight years. That's including uh, friends. Uh, my brother's ex suddenly passed my grandmother, my grandfather and my dad, and then a, a plethora of our dogs. Mm. <laughs> and um, that's not something to, you know, shy away from. Your companions are your companions in life. And it's so common, but people just don't talk about it. And especially as I've, we've now crossed the threshold of the year. And I've noticed even just throughout this first year, people stop checking in. You feel bad bringing it up to certain people if it's just particularly heavy one day. And I want to create, and I am creating a space for people to put it into what I'm calling it is, is still kind of fluid. It's not necessarily a workbook or a, it's like a journal, a self, like a, a guided journal that you can use however you may feel. Everybody has their own story about the people who've passed in their life. Um, my dad and I had a very complicated relationship and a lot of things came to light after he died. So I didn't have that like other person to work through the challenges of a relationship. I have myself and whatever I can connect to, to his spirit. And that's a hard thing to do. <laughs> and I've been going to my journal a lot and just creating this workbook, riding the waves of grief is what it will be called. So good. I'm creating what I wish I had during this process. Mm. Mm. So good. I'm like, I, I, when you were sharing about this in EA, when you were just getting it rolling, it's like, oh, it's so good. And the ability to get, it's really amazing because through leaving the, the freelance work that you were doing and then getting this job that gave you, I'm assuming like more energy, more of like a stable ground, more of this foundation or whatever that you were getting from the job that you really like doing then is sort of freed up some of this energy and in this timing is allowing you to work on this thing. And you've been talking about doing some work like this for a long time. You're like, I want to work in, you know, around grief to some capacity, like maybe it's a doula, maybe it's this. And so to, to see yourself into the, the job that you're in now and then be able to create that from that energy is beautiful. Yeah. And it is interesting how this theme of working around death has come about throughout the past couple of years. I remember one of my good friends, someone close to him had passed and my reaction to it almost felt channeled. Not almost, it felt channeled. I just went into action. And I honestly, I can't even tell you what I did. <laughs> like it just flew through me so quickly and naturally where we even had discussions around um, Ram Das, who at the end of his career started to 
be a doula for people and have them accept their journey where I thought that was so fascinating and interesting. And then it kind of went quiet for a little bit. Like that idea just kind of was like laying below the surface. And then it wasn't until I started meeting with my new therapist who bridges um, both astrology and just regular talk therapy together. She asked me, what do I do for as my career um, in our first session? And I, I talked talk through what I'm doing currently with label design and working in the cannabis industry. And she asked me, does, does that fulfill me? And it does, but there's still that other part that was like, I need a little more. Mm-hmm. And, she, and I was just curious on, you know, her, her reading me and my chart and everything. And she was like, you do need to work with people whether that be coaching or something. And then she was like, you also have a very interesting and unique perspective around death. Like you can Mm -hmm. talk about it. You feel comfortable around it. I mean, I even remember as a kid, just thinking about my own death Mm -hmm. when I was like five Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she brought up death doula. And then I was in EA with you guys and we were talking and I was like, I just don't know how it comes about. Like at the present moment, I can't see myself working with people who are on the brink of death. Um, And that just might be where I'm at right now. I still need to create those boundaries where I'm not taking on their burden. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm seeing a lot of progress within my own relationship with my partner when he feels stressed, I start to get stressed and I'm like, wait, (laughs) hold on. (laughs) So that's still a journey for me. But I think once the passing of my father and then the passing of my papu, which is a grandfather in Greek, for those who don't know, those two were huge catalysts for me to figure out this idea. And I remember the first day that I, I brought this idea to EA and the comment boxes were going off. I remember that. They were like, oh my God, you're glowing. Like your voice, your excitement, everything around this feels good. And just like, it was even just a new idea. This was me not pitching it. It was like, maybe this is it. Mm-hmm. And it felt good. And I was like, yeah, that was the response I needed to know that this isn't just like the grief brain trying to figure out something. This is actually something more. I hope you guys are loving today's episode. And I just want to jump in here and let you know that if you're listening to this show and you've been following along with the podcast, you're like, there's something more that I want in my life. I know that there is a next level of abundance and congruence available for me. And I just really want to take action on it in this lifetime I still feel you and I got your back. I made a 60 minute completely free workshop that you can download right now at www.jadenhummel.com slash workshop. It's called claim your next level of abundance and power, where I'm going to be walking you through the exact frameworks and steps that are going to go from, I have this idea that I know there's more available for me to actually taking action on it. So I'm going to walk you through in the workshop, a step-by-step practice so that you can walk away with unignorable clarity, really connecting to what that is. It's all about recruiting your mind and your nervous system and your community so that you can really start taking action toward what you want and being wildly supported by your body and your people. And I'm also going to teach you the alignment method, which is how to constantly be on track for unlimited expansion. This workshop is fucking magical. It's 60 minutes, completely jam-packed for you to connect to your most abundant next level. It's in the show notes, or you can download the workshop at www.jadenhummel.com slash workshop. You do not have to wait any longer to take action on your goals. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so EA was the first time you kind of shared about that 
with yeah, people. I think I had the idea like two days prior to our call and I just kept thinking about it and I wasn't sure if I was going to bring it up and the, the time and space presented itself within our session and yeah, it really started from there. And then it was like, oh my God, like all these things. I remember the afternoon after that call, I went out and bought a notebook that is purely for this project. Yeah. I still remember when you brought it up, like you, you just lit up again, but I remember your face or you were glowing. And then I remember everyone being like, yes, you need to do it. You need to do it. And I mean, there's so many things in here that you just said that I want to frame and, you know, one of them, I'll just start from like where we are presently and, and go back of to be able, this is what I love about groups. And you can probably echo this too, or probably agree is that the number one thing that really shuts down an idea is just us holding it in our own head alone. Like being in isolation is the most traumatic thing for a human. And we can have this incredible idea. Like literally, if you're listening to this, how many amazing ideas have you had? And then they're just in your head. And then they're like, nah, then maybe you don't do them and then they're gone. But to be able to come into a group and be like, this is something that I want to do. What do you guys think? You're sharing your energy. It's being reflected back to you. I mean, it's so, 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 so powerful. And I mean, I can't say anything shorter than like, it's life-changing to be able to go somewhere. Like this is a thing and to receive support around it. And I just love, I love that you had that experience in EA. Yeah. And just being in two groups of yours, first being in Soulship and then EA, which I believe, yeah, I did two sessions of EA yeah. back to back. Thank God, uh, because that's when the second one happened. And you were on the fence. I love sharing. <laughs> it's like everyone who does any, like so many people are like on the fence. I'm like, I'm so glad you did it because you were, almost did it, I think. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting because there's been a couple of times where I've worked with you and then stopped and like, really took in the lessons that we we worked through and then taking that time apart has helped me put it more in my day-to-day and then coming back and working on the things that you know whatever present themselves but with each group there is such immense vulnerability and I remember like the first day on EA I was bawling you did. Would, That's how you started I, us off. I, I remember. Started, I literally, I think I was the first one to go and I was just like, Woo! like, you know, I just let, let it flow. And I think. I was like, welcome to EA. It's all about <laughs> expansion and connection and growth. And I'm like, all right, Sam, you want to go first? And that, it was so beautiful though. I, I do remember you just immediately. I'm even it, just tearing up thinking about it, but um. <laughs> The growth that happens through taking that step through vulnerability, I was really able to honestly work through a lot of grief and work through how how I could make that work for me. Grief isn't going to go away. (laughs) Your life grows around it. And I feel like being with that group and especially some of the members within that group had also been experiencing death throughout that. So it was really interesting to be able to speak on these ideas I was having and have them respond in a way like, fuck, yeah, that would help. I would love that. And just knowing that also grief is so fluid in the sense of like a relationship can end. You can grieve that relationship. Oh, you yeah. grieve the person who you were during that relationship. And uh, you, in any, any aspect of life, any shift and pivot, you can really grieve in any way. It's yeah. not just a death. It could be a death of a, a self. A death of a part of you. Yeah, yeah. And it's so, it's so great. Amazing too, because when you were talking about the one, you were like, is it a doula? Is it something else? And Sometimes we can just be a few degrees off and it's just like continuing. And that's what I love about you and how like powerfully and continuously you showed up to, cause you always were like sort of on, you're like, okay, this business is sort of good. I, I like graphic design. I like this. I like that. And things can just be a few degrees off, a few degrees off. And the more you're, you're curious and create conversation around it and create 
you know, stuff around it, then you find you're like, oh, this is, this is it. Mm-hmm. But if we're all alone or don't have someone to really bounce and reflect, that conversation can get shut off before you find a place where it's like the, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I'm trying to picture where I would even be without these containers. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, same. <laughs> same with you, not in them. You know, and it, it's, I, I love what, I mean, the, the community is so, so powerful and so important and just like literally so life-changing. Anytime I think you spend even a minute in a space of transformation with other people who are literally care about you are literally there being vulnerable, being open, showing you what's possible. You're showing them what's possible. I always say that the perfect recipe is to be in a room with someone, one person who's, I was going to say smarter, one person who you can learn from one person who you can teach and one person who's you know, kind of where you are. And when you're in a space like that, when there's like people further along, people a step behind, people who are right there. I mean, it's so, it's so powerful. And I think that's like so often what happens inside of these groups is that you get to be in that position and all these different things. So like, let's say in your career, you're maybe the person who's a step ahead, but maybe in this communication pattern in your relationship maybe you're the person who's a step behind and you can sort of like float around in this triangle and constantly learn it's really so interesting and it makes me think of um another outdoor example I've been learning how to mountain bike Mm -hmm. and I've been seeing that it's so badass it's been amazing and just like the learning process and like being bad at something and trying to figure it out and learning techniques and everything. Like it's so helpful when you're riding with people who are better than you, you get to watch what they're doing and seeing their patterns of, you know, how they take a berm and then you try and replicate it and then you fall and then you get back up again and you try it again. It's the same thing in life and being with people who are you know, that chapter 20 and I'm at chapter 10. I'm like, Oh man, it makes me think of, uh, I'm a listener of, uh, Lacey Phillips podcast and she coined this term expander. So like seeing someone who has what you want, instead of feeling that jealousy behind being like, wow, they did that. I can do that too. Mm -hmm. I can make that my own. And I mean, that aspect of things has helped me so much in life. It's so interesting too, because I'm like, hello, welcome to this podcast episode. We're both athletes. So we're going to talk about sports a little bit, (laughs) but I was, uh, I was just at a skate camp last week and I was just like hanging out. Chris was there as a visiting pro and I used to work at snowboard camp. So long story short, I've spent like my whole life just being around Olympic athletes for, for no reason. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And so there's this element of being around people who can be expanders and show you what's possible. But if you're the, you know, sometimes if you're like the, the one in the group, if I'll speak for myself, like if I'm like the worst one in the room, just like to say it blankly and in a sport, it's like, there's a piece of confidence that can sometimes go away there. So, and it's funny because I was noticing, I've noticed this for a long time in, in sports and just in other things to be able to also teach or to have people around you who can learn from you also in that equation is really powerful. And they don't all have to be in the room at the same time, but just like in life, right. Have people you learn from have people you can teach. And I really think if we can all set ourselves up with some sort of ratio like that, the expansion opportunities just open up because you're, you learn so much from both sides. Absolutely. And somewhat career and also somewhat like personal. When I was in Maine, I was coaching lacrosse. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge aspect of like thinking about these girls who were in high school and just thinking to myself, like, who did I need when I was in their position? Mm -hmm. And just being that person and 
I have it here on my desk when I told the team that I was moving away, which was so hard to do because I, we built this team. Like we, we were good. <laughs> like we started from the bottom and we, I think we got to the quarterfinals, which was huge. They haven't done that in years. So building like a team that really worked together and had fun and all these other things. And like, even when we were losing, like cheering on the sidelines, just like being there for each other, like building that, being a part of that. And then once again, having to let go and know that my path needs to go elsewhere. They gifted me this beautiful like wood. It's hanging up so I can't like take it off, but it's a wood piece and they all wrote notes and had it like laser cut into the wood and just reading what they had to say and how much I was not only a coach to them, but someone who they can look up to and be like, wow, like you can live your life that way. Like, thank you Mm -hmm. for being yourself and being vulnerable. Um, It's huge. And I think, yeah, even though you might not be the greatest player or the greatest skateboarder, like teaching kids how to just have fun with it is huge. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you know, I talk a lot about, um, if you've been listening to the podcast, like things that are really important for the nervous system and for growth and for expansion is your environment and your community and your co-regulation and I think in that court, like if you're in your life right now and you're like, cool, how can I, you know, move forward? It's like, check your environment, check your community and and make sure you have that on both ends. Somebody's learned from somebody you can teach and, and see what that does for you. And I want to also, there was one more thing I wanted to say when you were talking before about your therapist, when she said, um, you know, or when you were saying, yeah, the, the cannabis work fulfills me, but it's maybe not my purpose or maybe there's more to it. And that's just such a good little frame there because our career doesn't always have to be our purpose, but we can weave our purpose into our life. And, you know, it's our soul our like soul doesn't know money-making our soul doesn't know capitalism our soul just knows what our soul knows like all of that stuff is new so I think it's really amazing that you're like this is really great and also there's more and what I'm gathering from you and you can kind of share this is a perfect kind of segue you can share a little bit about your project and what it means and where it's going Um, but what it sounds is like you're not putting a lot of pressure on I'm going to make this workbook and then this is my career and then that's going to be it which it sounds like you're really pouring into it and sort of seeing what happens. But let me know. I I just kind of made that assumption. I don't know if that's true. Oh, you were like so on par with that. I don't know where that this journey is going to lead me. And I think that's so exciting. There's so much that can branch off of this, but I'm not even focusing on that aspect because I really want to just put my heart and soul into this book and make it as as well as I can. Yeah, it's been such an interesting aspect of kind of, I was actually just talking about this with my therapist, like taking this perspective of being able to like zoom into my own grief and then zoom out and think about how may, how others may feel and think about death and what they may need and just kind of keep zooming in and zooming out and zooming in and zooming out it it's so helpful in the creation of this book and um there's been a couple of pages that I didn't I don't need but someone else might need um and yeah just making this something that someone can make their own of like you know like yeah I crafted it and published it and whatever but you're the one who gets to fill it out. (laughs) Oh, I just love how you're doing this. So in integrity, just so in service, so unattached. And those pieces are, that's when the most beautiful stuff gets created. You're like, this is just it. I'm in service to it. I want it to be as good as possible. And 
cool. If something happens, great. We'll see where it goes, but it's, it's really for the people who get to read it. It is so in service to that. And it's in service of you fulfilling what feels important for you to share in the world. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. It's like a huge step of vulnerability, you know, like sharing personal aspects of a very complicated relationship. Uh, It's scary, Mm -hmm. you know, to be like, Hey, this is my shit show. (laughs) Yeah. And this is what I made out of it. Yeah. Um, I actually want to write that down because that, that'll be like the first page you're like hey this is my shit show here you go yeah (laughs) so good and I'm so excited for the people who get to read it and and gain something from you sharing that and I want to just give you an opportunity to to frame and share with everybody else through all of this right things we've talked about already was you knew what you wanted to do when you were in college. You kind of went away from that. You ended up getting your dream job through this, you know, unexpected event that happened in life. You got your dream job and then through there really gave yourself, oh my gosh, I forgot the part about when you were working toward your business, you're in freelance, you had the courage to walk away from it when it wasn't working. You opened up to be able to get your dream job that you essentially had for years. And then from there are now pouring into this project that's really fulfilling you on a deeper level and so unattached to anything happening in the outcome other than people just really benefiting from it, which it'll be fun to look back on this podcast episode because I know that's just going to be so great when it's out in the world. But what is the, uh, what do you think the biggest thing is that you learned or that you've been remembering on this whole journey yeah there's a couple of things that come to mind it's okay to fail Mm -hmm. I learned so much from those failures and I wouldn't be where I am today without those and the learnings that those brought um and then also just trusting yourself and what you want like like we said a couple times I wanted this job in college and now I have it and even though the path wasn't a linear one I still got to where I am because every twist and turn and switchback of this journey I've been on has gotten me to this point so all of those things were needed and I'm a full believer that everything happens for a reason I gained so much knowledge in the process and experience and it is so fulfilling to see it happen and just trust in yourself that if you get that spark that makes you glow, keep at it. (laughs) Yeah, so good. Thank you for sharing. And it's just been I feel like you're just at the beginning of all of this. It's really fun to reflect on it now. And we're probably going <laughs> to, I don't know, do, do more yeah, of seasons of your podcast. I'll be yeah. back published book. <laughs> yeah, but thank you for sharing your journey. It's so inspiring. And, you know, from my end, I've just seen the unwavering devotion to really living a life that feels good and being, yeah, honest with yourself, trusting yourself and, you continue to like show up to the table, ask for support, get yourself in, in community. And that's just, it's so honorable to do that. And I'm so excited for you in this spot. It's been so fun to just share this call with you and see your glow again around this. Likewise. (laughs) Yeah. And I love, um, I know your workbook is not out yet um but is there anywhere that people you know when you do when it does come out I'd love for people to know like how to get in contact with you or how to see your journey or see your work if you want to share yeah so my Instagram is probably where that's gonna go since I don't have a website anymore um maybe you know I'm still so much in the creation of this project that the workbook itself might have a website and I'll blast out where 
you can find this book once it's made, but my Instagram is life underscore zero F underscore Sam life of Sam. Uh, (laughs) And yeah, that's kind of my only, my channel right now. And um, I'll make sure that it gets broadcasted once I do make this book. So good. Well, I will put that in the show notes that people, I mean, you are just such a beautiful beam of light. So like go follow Sam, check her out. And yeah, I'm sure you'll see all about when the workbook comes out and I'm 99.9% sure (laughs) you'll see it on my page as well. And thank you so much. This is such a beautiful conversation. Yeah, likewise. And I'm just like so grateful to be here and share my story and yeah, just help anyone. I hope this conversation was helpful for those listening and yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure there's like so many little pieces. So if you're listening and you got something out of it, definitely the best way to let us know is to just share this episode directly on your stories. You can tag me and tag Sam. That way we'll both see it. You'll have our Instagram links in the the show notes. And of course, I think I I say this in the outro, but truly, if you're listening to this episode, if it makes you think of somebody or, you know, you want to share this, feel free to send it to someone who you love. And we always appreciate if you want to leave your review, share on, on Instagram and we'll, we'll celebrate with you and, and share your takeaways. So thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please share on Instagram and tag me. I can guarantee it will make my day to hear from you. If you want to stay in the loop for future episodes, make sure to subscribe. And as always, if this episode made you think of someone you love or you know someone who would benefit from listening, please send it their way. You never know how you can impact someone's life. Until next time.